Welcome to TechTO Quick Takes. We are broadcasting this week's episode live on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. As always, send us your feedback wherever you're watching or listening and let us know your takes. You can also listen later on the TechTO Quick Takes podcast. It's available wherever you like to listen to podcasts. It's Thursday, June 24th, 2021, and today we're talking about Q4 tells investors to wait for their IPO, Aliacare brings home $225 million for home care, Portage gets ready to SPAC, and Golden Ventures doubles down with two new funds. All right, let's get started. First, Q4 tells investors to wait for their IPO. Q4 is one of my favorite companies in the whole ecosystem, and we've been super lucky to have Donna, the COO, speak at TechTO in 2020, and Daryl, the CEO, speak with our community in 2015. Here's what Daryl was hoping for back then. And what Q4 is, is that we are a SaaS platform for investor relations for public companies. The business is almost entirely US-based. They have about 30% of the, of the S&P 500, about 30% of the Fortune 500. And we are uh, about 530 clients or so. Wow, amazing. And uh, 530 clients, at that time they were raising their Series B, Alex. You think that Series B worked out? I, I think so. I'd have liked to have some money in that company at that point. All right, so what's the news today? So on Monday, uh, Q4 said it postponed its planned IPO. It's going to raise $150 million on the TSX. Okay. And you want to? we heard a little bit from Daryl what Q4 does, but why don't you try it in your own words? So Q4 uh, provides software that enables public companies to manage investor relations. So if you're public, you have all types of investors. You have institutional, you have retail, and you have a bunch of legal obligations, and you have a bunch of strategic obligations and how you are strategic rationale and how you deal with your investors. So basically, Q4 does a few things. One is it takes over your investor relationship page on your website. So it basically provides a solution where you can look, put your financials, you put your presentations, and it has a best in practice part of the website. So I, I don't know if you've ever been to like Amazon and hit investor relationships. That's what they do. Second thing is they provided tools to do webcasts, earning calls, and other investor relationship communications. Then, which is more interesting to me than the other two, because that, that's pretty cool. But then they actually have tools that help you analyze your capital flows and understand who your investors is. And you go, okay, who do, why do I care who my investors are? Well, these institutional investors invest in certain thesis, and you want to know that you're aligned with them, because it can cause problems for management team if you have an activist investor that might be very aggressive, you might want to know if you, you know, when I, I so I used to invest in banking and when I did MA deals, one of the things we would look at is what are investor base, institutional investor base in the two companies, and will that cause problems to their share price? Because the one of the investors who are acquiring and acquired will not like the deal for some reason. So very powerful. It takes care of a major headache for public companies. Got it. And now in that quote, uh, that clip that we just saw, Daryl said they had 530 clients in 2015. What what does that look like today in 2021? Uh, a few more. Uh, from, you know, I, maybe you'd even say exponentially more. Uh, they have 2,400, uh, including names like Netflix, McDonald's, Square, Shopify. So they seem to be doing okay. What else can we learn from the prospectus that they filed for this yeah. IPO? So 2020 revenue was 40.4 million, which was up 80% over the previous year. Uh, you know, I didn't go through the prospectus in big detail, but I always like looking at how much equity they have raised to date. So they've raised 65 million, roughly 65 million USD. Some of it's Canadian rounds, some are US rounds. So it makes it hard to get a real number. Uh, unless I go back and look at exchange rate in the days of. 
uh, they have about 550 employees. So this is a company that seems to be quite capital efficient, uh, growing nicely and has a customer base that everyone would love to have. Okay. So hang on a second. Cause usually the news that we would cover here is that the IPO is happening. The IPO happened. It's had a big bump, but we're covering that the IPO was paused. So what's going on here? It's, there's been no, so it's interesting because they actually increased, I think, the size of the IPO the week before. The markets have been generally good and maybe a bit choppy for some companies that aren't exciting or aren't performing like they promised they would. So everything looked like this IPO is going forward. The company hasn't said why they pause it. My reading of the tea leaves is there's some type of big transaction about to happen, either about to acquire a company, they're about to get acquired, or maybe someone's come in at a crazy valuation that's better in the public markets. So Usually when I see a company pause like for this, it, the good reason is some type of transaction happening. Mm -hmm. The other thing is maybe something happened, you know, and again, this pure speculation, maybe, and this usually would have leaked by now. Maybe there's something wrong with their financials. Like that's what happened to Roblox. They got paused a couple of times because they didn't like how the SEC didn't like how they were representing their earnings. But that was also much more complex where kids are paying upfront for a Robux. Here, I think this is more SaaS. I don't think you'd have any issues with the filing. So my guess is, there's some transaction happening. That's right, and we, know we know there's strong financial leadership there. I don't think that's what's yeah. going on. Okay, so if- And, it, and they might know how to deal with investors too. So I, I don't know, like, <laughs> my gut hey, feel may, there. Maybe they did all the research and they said, pausing your IPO is number one thing you can do to drum up investor interest. I don't know. Let's do it some for more Roblox. Wild, it worked for Roblox. Let's do some more wild speculation. If even there's a material transaction coming down the pipeline, what do you think something like that could, could be? Oh, God. Um, you know, if you, you this I haven't thought about, but like it could be they're getting acquired. Like, you know, this happens, you've seen this quite often where companies about to go public and the day before they go public, someone puts an offer to acquire them. Like, who who's a big SaaS, com SaaS company that deals with Fortune 500 companies? Uh, don't think this feels right, but Salesforce could be acquiring them, right? They've bought Slack, they want to earn more of this, they want to earn more relation, more share to wallet. Actually, maybe Microsoft, that, that feels less likely. Yeah, one of the exchanges could buy them too. That'd be fun, also. That, that'd be interesting. I, I, the only worry I'd have from a strategic perspective, if let's say TSX buys you, does that mean, does, it, you know, does New York Stock Exchange encourage their companies not to use a TSX sure. product? Yeah, the other, the other way I can see it is, like you mentioned, some of the tools that they're rolling out, uh, video communications, audio communications, uh, this could be like, you know, one of the ultimate uh, video conferencing uh, add-ons as well, right? Yeah, you know, actually, who I think would be interesting would be Bloomberg. Oh, that's a great one. I love it. Yeah. All right. So check back here. That that ends the wild speculation from me and Alex today. But I, I think there's some interesting stuff in there. Do, do, do we get a prize if one of these are right? Absolutely. We get a prize. We get uh, one share of Q4 when it goes public on Well Simple Trade. That's the prize. That's what I'm looking forward to do. Uh, so if you're part of the TechTO community, why why is this interesting uh, news to you to have the IPO paused here? Um, so so first of all, let's say who does this directly impact? I don't know if they're part of the TechTO community. Uh, the VC firm, 10 Coves, owns about 25%. Daryl Heaps, who's presented, owns roughly 5%. So if the company is paused and does not get liquid anytime soon, they've lost a bit of ability. You know, They weren't going to sell all their stake right away, but they've lost liquidity on a substantial wealth. You're talking about roughly 30 to $35 million at because I think the company's supposed to go public at $700 million before you know, pop um, for Daryl. Uh, also, the banks lose. CIBC, National Bank, of uh, Credit Suisse, they probably stood to make five to seven million in fees combined. So some bankers, you know, didn't go to Morton's last night. Um, <laughs> oh, can, I can't go the to Morton's, Morton's patio, you mean? Yeah, the Morton's patio. Sorry, yes. Uh, uh, you know, for the general public, it, it you know, 
the question comes to why was IPO paused? Um, if it's all, if this is really an alternative transaction, like we're speculating, it relatively means nothing. Um, uh, you know, maybe it means if, if if it's a if it's a financing round, it might mean that hey, the you're still better, you're now better off staying private than going public. Um, if it's due to market conditions, this might mean the IPO window's shutting. And if it's a startup, why do I care about that? Well, your valuations are based off comparisons of public companies, hypothetically. And so one reason we've seen valuations increase so much is because the public companies are worth so much. So if those if they start falling in price in six to 12 or 18 months, you'll start seeing earlier stage rounds fall in value. Um, either way, this is a great uh, functional uh, you know, SaaS business. And it's, not, again, not sexy. Who wants to do investor relationships? But it's grown significantly in size. It capitalizes on several trends. Um, like, you know, we talk about an API renaissance or, you know, how APIs, you know, this is sort of like an API type company. And it's, it, there's a trend there where you see, you know, Q4, you know, powers your investor relationship page. Most job pages now are, are powered by someone else's site. So mm -hmm. there's, you know, again, startups don't always have to be doing something on trend. And that looks like big, there's lots of big markets hidden there, even on other people's sites. Um, so, uh, you know, if I'm if I'm a founder, I'm like, okay, how does this inspire me to look at something differently? What part of a website or company? What part of that's something every company present have, but doesn't it's not important to them? Or maybe yeah. I should be part of that. I love it. Uh, and if you love keeping up to date on the people like Daryl and Donna and Ryan or the companies like Q4 that are shaping the Canadian tech scene, you need to subscribe to the TechTO newsletter. Alex, what can subscribers expect in tomorrow's edition? Ooh, uh, tomorrow's edition will have a few good reads that if you know if you don't want to go through all the blogs, Twitter, and everything to find some inf information to either stay up on the news or just get insightful reads, you have to join us because we'll have about five of each tomorrow. So, like, you do the reading for us, is that right? Yes, I do the reading. <laughs> well, I want the notes also, Alex. Can we make that happen? That that's for uh, maybe we should have a premium uh, insider. There you go. That's no. for the insiders in Slack. Yeah. You got questions. Alex has the answers in Slack. All right. Next up, Aliacare brings home two hundred and twenty-five million for home care. Uh, what's the news here, Alex? So Montreal-based Aliacare uh, closed a two hundred twenty-five million dollar round. Uh, this round was led by Al Gore's Generation Investments Management. Nice name that just slips off to your tongue. Uh, they had participation from Class Capital, Inovia. Caisse de Pau and Placement de Quebec and Investment Quebec, so Quebec Inc. Uh, what was interesting here, they actually disclosed that 150 million was primary, so used by the company, and 75 million was, you know, taking secondary for early investors, employees, and so cashed out. So, uh, interesting round, some money taken off the table. The valuation of the company, I it wasn't clear to me, but I, I figured it's got to be nine figures ish, high nine figures. So, uh, tell us a little bit more about what Aliyah Care does. So again, n another not sexy industry, but it was actually a hot industry a while back. Uh, Ally Care basically is the platform for home and community care market uh, providers. So if you run a home care service, so uh, basically Ally Care can do everything for you. They uh, help you deliver better, you know, their platform, they quote unquote, delivers, helps you deliver better care, optimize operations, grow your business, entertain employees. So what does that mean? It helps you with anything from optimizing the schedule of your employees to, um, you know, taking managing electronic referral intake, doing assessments of patients, um, scheduling, dispatching, uh, basically 
It's the whole platform. It's a whole platform. You can run your business off it. Like I said, it's an operating system for uh, you know a home care provider. And do we have a sense of how big Eliacare is? So it looks like they did about 50 million revenues last year. Um, they've been growing organically and through acquisitions. They have 525 plus customers. They've raised about 230 million USD and they have about 465 employees. So decent size. Okay. So those are good numbers, but do numbers like that guarantee a kind of monster round like this? Uh, depends how fast you're growing. Um, you know, in this market, yes, but I think the company had a few things going for them. Uh, first of all, they proved to be resilient and actually benefit from COVID. So at the beginning of COVID, they, you know, they, they, I guess they charge based upon number of transactions and no one was visiting any home care. Like the market saw their customers saw business drop significantly in the first few months, but then rebound significantly be, uh, to a faster pace than before because who wanted to send their parents to a, a government-run old care home. Everyone would rather stay home for home care. So benefit from COVID in that way. Uh, it's interesting. They penetrate, they've got strong market share in Canada and Australia, but relatively small market share in the US, which is a highly fragmented market. So if you look at this is still a growth story, they're starting to really uh, grow in, in the States. The States has counted for they've seven times the revenue in two years and accounts for 70% of new business. So there's, hey, we're going well. We're 50 million base. We, we dominate Australia. We dominate Canada. But there's this market called the United States that we can penetrate. And they also mentioned they're preparing to go public in about 12 to 18 months. Amazing. So if you are part of the TechTO community, why do you care about this particular deal? Well, I think there's a few counterintuitive things here. First, um, when you talk to most founders or investors, they say, go tackle the U.S. market to start with. And here's another Canadian company that tackled another market really before the States to provide a basic attack to state. So um, it, it's another way to think about growing your business. And you can look at a couple other companies. Sensible penetrated the UK before going to the US. Wattpad um, had a, has a large Asian presence and monetization of the Asian audience before the States. So bit counterintuitive. Second of all, um, you know, while there's a record number of IPOs this past eight, 18 months and you know, Q4 was about to go public, it's, you know, it's not as easy as people think, and it does take time to prepare. So if you want to do the traditional IP route, it does take getting the right board, the right, pro, you know, the right systems in place, maybe you hire Q4 for your investor relationship portal. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, look, they're, they're, they're thinking about IPO and applying 12 to 18 months ahead of time. That, and this also goes back why RTOs and SPACs have taken off, because it's much easier to, rate, to go public that way. Um, finally, you know, Ally Care is succeeding in a notoriously difficult market. Uh, a few years ago, a bunch of companies raised 10 to $30 million to tackle this market. I haven't heard anything from it. So it sounds like they floundered and a lot of care is executing. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. You knew someone was going to win, which is fantastic. Uh, let's talk about some live streams next week on our Canadian rocket ship podcast. We are going to be joined by Martin Basiri, the co-founder and CEO of apply board just last week. Apply Board raised $375 million round at a $4 billion valuation. Huge win for the Canadian tech ecosystem and for the Apply Board team. You got to listen to the live podcast recording on Tuesday to find out how you can join this Canadian rocket ship or listen later on the TechTO Canadian rocket ship podcast. Then on July 9th, Alex is back with another Canadian company that you should be watching. It's Relay Financial. Co-founder and CEO Yosef West will be joined by Kerry Goman, partner at Bain Capital Ventures, to talk about their journey.
to the recent Series A and expanding into that U.S. market. Just like you said, Alex, you got to head over to techtio.org to get access to all our upcoming streams. Next, Portage gets ready to SPAC. Alex, are SPACs still hot? I thought we've I thought we've moved on. I thought we we're in a uh, post so, 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 so do I. So this actually makes this news kind of interesting. So technically, it's Cigar Holdings, which is I guess the parent company of Portage. Uh, you know, and his alternate investment arm of Power Corporation and manager of Portage Ventures is now launching a SPAC called Portage FinTech Acquisition. And believe it or not, they're focused on a FinTech acquisition. So should we expect them to have like um, like an NFT coming out next year or like uh, maybe a big Dogecoin holding in uh, two years? Like feels well, like they're a little bit behind on this one. Well, no? um, I don't know. That, that's a question for Cigar. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, this back here, it's, it's also not a huge initial IPO. It's $200 million. You know, they're doing it via the NASDAQ. You know, they got Portage Venture CEO Adam Faleski and Ajay Chowdhury, a partner at Cigar Holdings, are are leading this. You know, it's 20 million shares at $10 per unit. So, like, you're, you know, and they're, they're looking to acquire, you know, what are they looking to do? They're looking to acquire a fintech company, but they've also, if you read the language, it could be, they say, we'll focus on fintech, anyone in the world, preferably SME finance, insurance, payments, information service, or fintech infrastructure, but they reserve the right to invest in anything anywhere. Right. Um, and, and just for people who are scratching their heads on SPAC, the idea here is that we're writing, uh, some people call them the blank check company, yes. right? We're going to send $200 million to the cigar team, to Adam Faleski, and he's going to look, I mean, they, they know all the fintechs all over the world. So they're yeah. going to look for something they can buy uh, for, I imagine, the $200 million, right? Or do they add additional capital? No, so so the $200 well? million, so usually what the $200 million is like the seed capital to immediately finance the company. And what happens when you go pu when they go public or the merge is complete, Usually, there's what's called a pipe, you know, private investment in public equity, and then you have the warrant holders can cash in, and so the, it could be a billion dollar acquisition or two billion. But this is like the additional capital to fund the company that because a company that would go, normally go public raises additional capital, so this helps replace that because you're not raising additional capital right from you know, yeah. And um, we talk a lot about uh, portage and diagram, but you also threw in a new word in there, cigard. Yeah, who is so cigard? So as I said, Cigard is an alternative asset management platform for PowerCorp. Um, it's, it has 7.6 billion AUM, and 50 portfolio companies, including uh, Portage Ventures. So I imagine most of those portfolio companies are through Portage. And what does alternative assets mean? It basically means it's all our investments in non-liquid, non-public um, stocks, bonds, or cash. So anything that, that could be real estate, it could be royalty financing, it could be you know tokens, it could be... Yeah, you know, and, and this group of companies have had quite the year, right? Yeah, what you are know, some what are the, some of the things we've talked about and we've covered on this show just I in the last Nest, uh, six or seven months? Nesto, well, simple. Um, there's dialogue. Quality. Yeah, yeah, a lot of big wins. I think this is pretty exciting, and and because they're doing the spec, anyone can buy into this, right? Yeah, you know, you buy into it. Right, if you buy an IPO, you also get a warrant. So that means you're basically buying a share of ten at ten bucks. If that's what the price ends up being, and you get a ability to buy another share for like eleven dollars and fifty cents. So what do you think this SPAC is going to SPAC? No clue. Uh, like, look, <laughs> if they're doing fit, like my general view on SPAC is the best companies on SPAC. So they're good companies. They're not, they're not, they're not, they're not well, SPACing Stripe. Who's been, who's been the best SPAC that you've seen so far? Well, the best performing by returns is actually a company called Playboy. You may have heard of them if you're a bit older. They've actually shown an incredible return. But and the other, you know, the other ones that have done well is Open Door, which is the original iBuyer, uh, Porch.com, which is like a moving 
site. Lots, there's lots of autonomy in electric vehicles and like deep tech companies have gone public, like Luminar Technologies, which helps, you know, which is infrastructure for autonomous vehicles. So there's a lot of companies that have gone public via SPACs. Some like the you know, Open Door, Playboy, and Porch have done really well from returns. A lot of them just do many, you know, are below the market. Got it. And, and so then it, and then you have stuff like Lordstown, which looks like it was completely fake. Or sorry, not fake. That's uh, don't don't sue me for saying that. It it had numbers that they couldn't deliver against. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, personally, no matter what you think of some of the integrity of these deals here, uh, the names that are backing this particular SPAC are full of integrity and yeah. uh, have done some amazing work in the so, community. So I, I think it's a great SPAC to back. It's like one of the best credible SPACs out there. The question I always have with SPACs is, again, would Stripe go public via SPAC? Mm. Right. So no. So no. So usually what you're getting is a company that's just, you know, get could be a really well performing company. But, you know, they've decided, and maybe it's a company that's moving earlier than they expected to move either, but it's, it's not usually the, it's not, I'd say it's an A minus, a B plus, not the A plus companies. So why does this matter if you're a TechTO member? Why do you care about watching and keeping tabs on this? Spec? Well, so first of all, like we said, it feels like they're late to the game here. So it'd be uh, interesting to see if they get it. Yeah. Out. People said they were late to the game with robo advisors and well, simple too, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I think there's another underlying thing here. Like, you, you know, this, this sprawling interrelated entities sort of dominates the Canadian fintech scene or wants to dominate it. I think it's good because it provides some co confidence capital out there and confidence in the fintech sector. I think there's actually downside to the ecosystem too because it sort of stifles competition funding for new startups. If, you know, hey, you know, if this dialogue and portage and everyone's going to back this, they're going to bring their advisors in. Like, why would I go compete with that company? I think it's less true now than it was 24 months ago because the ecosystem is doing well. But my question is how many companies don't get built in our ecosystem that, you know, future unicorns never get their horn, you know, like they're just stillborns. Um, and then the flip side is, you know, last part of the lie care discussion, uh, the SPAC may provide a good way for Canadian FinTech to go public faster, right? Like uh, sensible. I don't know what their numbers are. I don't know what Corey's doing right now. Maybe he was thinking 36 months from now going public, but this might be a good way to go public in 12 months. So, if you're a post A series uh, fintech company and you want to get some liquidity, it might be worth uh, talking to Adam. Yeah, I was going to say, ask uh, ask Alex for that introduction. He charges a very low finder's fee for the SPAC, which is great. Uh, Nothing more <laughs> than an investment bank would. That's right. All the power of an investment bank in one person. Alex Q. Norman. And if you want to join uh, to ping Alex for some intros to Portage, uh, or maybe you're looking to hire, or maybe you're just looking to connect with other Canadian tech founders or entrepreneurs or investors to help grow your company, you got to check out the techto.org insider membership program. Alex and I are there every single day answering questions, making connections, and just generally helping grow the community. Alex, who have you been helping recently in the insider program? Uh, a woman named Mila Banerjee. She's the founder of Pronto. Pronti AI, and she's about to raise. So we've been talking a lot about what the company does, how she can raise um, some pretty cool, I'd call it e-commerce or retail tech. Very cool. And there is a big market for that stuff, even here in Canada, right, Alex? Yes, there is. Amazing. And speaking of someone who might be sealing, seeing the Pronti AI pitch very soon, next up, Golden Ventures doubles down with two new funds. What's the news here, Alex? So Toronto-based Golden Ventures, uh, Early, I say the early stage VC fund announced they had closed 
fund four with a hundred million of funding and an opportunity fund with $20 million of funding. Got it. So tell us a little bit more about what those two funds are going to be focused on. So the new fund or the fund four is going to be making what they call angel investments of half a million dollars into roughly 20 companies, 1.5 million primary checks into another about 15 to 20 companies maybe the same ones. And then the opportunity fund is going into the portfolio companies at a bit later stage with $2.5 million checks. Got it. So, so, that, so that means that if you're already in the portfolio, you can uh, you can come back to your favorite investors and look for more now. Yeah. So, so let, let, you know, let's be clear. So there's, there's a couple of funds that funds traditionally work with one, you know, funds probably usually have an entry point, let's call a seed stage. And they usually have reserves to do one other round. So let's say the A round. And then you have the multi-stage funds, which is Sequoia, which can go from pre-seed to public, or I don't have to be public, but like, um, and then you have, you know, what you're now seeing is a lot of funds have their core ones say, hey, you know, our LPs, our investors want us to focus on this core area. So traditionally, we couldn't continue relationships with the B round, but now we create the opportunity funds to invest with another set of investors to invest. Just typically a different set of LPs that are looking for later there's, stages. There's some closure. overlap, but, you know, not a tons of overlap. And, and who's the team behind Golden here? So uh, I guess I'll name the three partners and the team's a bit bigger than this. You, you've got Matt Golden, who the fund's named after, Amit Shaw, and Jamie Rosenplot, who just got promoted to the partner. And, and those are names that I think a lot of people in the early stage Canadian ecosystem know. What, what role have these three played uh, in sort of the development over the years of the ecosystem? So, so Matt actually started off a lawyer, but we'll forgive him for that. Um, he was co-founder with Al Lau in a company before Wattpad. And then he was uh, at the, let's call it the Blackberry Fund. And then he merged and he started Gold Ventures in about 2010 to focus on mobile. So like he's been around this ecosystem for 20 years as a founder, as an investor, someone around it forever. Amit actually was an engineer at the company that um, Matt had started, but then went on to start a, was a co-founder of a video gaming company and which sold and came back and reported. And Jamie is just being someone around the ecosystem a lot. Got it. So this has been uh, this has been a good part of uh, the ecosystem for the better part, if not more than a decade now. Now, Alex, a couple of weeks ago, we covered this announcement from the government of Ontario that they've uh, just announced this massive VC fund of funds. So, is any of that money going to end up in uh, in Golden's new funds? Not publicly, so it could be, but you know, yeah, I, I haven't heard it. Like, I, I think they'll like. Don't remember the LPs I saw, but like there was like Northleaf, which is a fund of funds, which so that's some money indirectly through Vicky, um, which is a big federal program that in the last last session, I think last like in 2019, 2020. So yeah. there is some implicit government funding via fund of funds, but I don't think Ontario government's here. Hmm. I want to see where that money ends up. I'm very curious. Uh, to the entrepreneurs that are listening uh, and watching at home whether they're in their golden portfolio or not, how should they feel about these two new funds? Right. You know, more capital, better for the ecosystem, more capital to great partners and, and ecosystem supporters, even better. So, you know, I don't know if you've interacted with Amy, uh, sorry, Amy, uh, Amit, Jamie, or Matt, or any of the other uh, team members. This is a team that actually cares about the ecosystem, helps build the founders, good partners for founders. So it's great to have more capital. Uh, I think, it's also a step up in previous funds so that they can write more checks, write bigger checks, which helps keep capital to be Canadian. Well, from Canadian VCs, I don't know if it, who their LPs are. Um, so look, more money is just better. I love it. More money is better. You heard it here first 
from Alex R. Norman. So what a week. What do you have anything else to add, Alex? Yeah, I'll just say the one, there's just one thing you have to think about as a, you know, is you have to always think about who your partner is and what their alignment is. Because mm-hmm. I think the one thing is now they have a different alignment than before because early on they were completely aligned with founders. You come in, we do your couple rounds, and then let's go get price in the market. Now the opportunity fund, who hypothetically has better information, can offer you a trade-off, usually get a better round done without checking market share, you know, market validation. Not saying that there'll be less the market, but yet they, you know, they, they're little, as com- funds go multi-stage, alignments might be misaligned at certain points. Yeah, the founders might have to decide if they want to uh, do a little extra extra work and go uh, yeah. go find some new friends or no new friends. I hear you. Sorry about uh, that. No, that was great. Thanks, Alex. What a week in Canadian tech. If you haven't already, you got to like and subscribe to TechTO wherever you're watching or listening, and we will see you on the inside.